Now, I want you to picture something in your mind here. You have a dilapidated bathroom desperately in need of a makeover. Maybe you've been inspired by watching all those home reno shows on television. You finally decide it's time to bite the bullet and make the decision and renovate uh, your bathroom. Now, I've been told the true test of any marriage is surviving uh, through a reno. Uh, There's probably a caveat to that on the West Coast here. Perhaps the true test of a marriage is attempting a reno while navigating Vancouver City Hall bureaucracy, fighting for permits, paying exorbitant prices, while doing all of this with nothing but sheer determination. Well, our next guest knows a few things about development and navigating through City Hall. Uh, Avi Barzilai is a licensed residential builder with Barzilai Building Corporation and a renovator uh, in the city of Vancouver. Avi, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, recently, Avi, uh, you uh, posted uh, something on social media, basically, uh, you know, walking through what it takes in regards to permitting, time, energy, cost of getting a basic home reno approved in the city of Vancouver. So before we get into the specifics, what prompted you to just post all of that on Twitter just recently? It's just sheer frustration, it's sometimes you just get at, at the end of your limit and working with the city of Vancouver it is so tough to work with them. Eventually you look for an outlet and sometimes that's expressing your frustration on social media or to the media. How long have you been doing renos and building in Vancouver? I've been in business for 11 years. 11 years. Okay. Um, now walk me through. If I'm Joe home builder and I call you up and I say, Hey, Avi, I'm hearing good things. Help me reno this, uh, this, this bathroom. What's the process? Well, I mean, the one thing I tell everybody, especially when they're working in the city of Vancouver, is just how tough it is to work in the city of Vancouver. And it's not the same as other municipalities, or the other municipalities, other municipalities are getting worse. Um, just this year, bureaucracy, even for a small renovation, is so tough. It's a lot of cost. It's not like HGTV. It doesn't happen overnight. And there's a lot of underlying things we have to deal with that just people don't know about. So that's one of the reasons why I put out this thread. I really just want people to know and educate people about how the system works. So uh, in your posting, uh, number one, first of all, you have to do a survey, uh, which is $2,000. Now, that's common, I'm going to assume, right? Yeah, it's extremely common. Yeah, $2,000 for that. You then said energy advisor and a report you have to put together, that's $1,500. Um, and then from there, you talked about a hazardous materials report, $750. You have an arborist report, $750. By the way, why do you need an arborist report to, to reno your bathroom? Well, the thing is, you don't actually. And that's a policy of the city of Vancouver. It's, it's actually written in the bylaw. Mm-hmm. But one of the problems is city staff don't actually know the bylaw that well. I do. Um, but if you have, let's say, a junior staff member trying to interpret the bylaws and trying to accept an application, well, they tend to want to err on the side of caution and they don't want to make mistakes. So they tend to err on the side of making applicants conduct these consults and paperwork and documentation so that they can sort of protect themselves. But at, at the end of the day, they have to kind of look at the big picture and that's to understand the actual scope of the reno, mm-hmm. which in this case is an interior bathroom. And it's just not necessary. It's not required. Now, I went through one of the numbers, uh, the second uh, uh, figure, which is $1,500 for an energy advisor and report. And in, in, in your tweet, you said that every project that costs more than 20000 requires an energy report 
and a blower door test. So if, so if I'm doing a bathroom reno, I still have to pay for that uh, energy test of $1,500. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Uh, and then you go through the Arbus report, uh, and then you have to stru- uh, schedule for a structural engineer, another $750. Um, so even if you're not doing any structural work, you still have to uh, have an engineer coming in. Or, well, you know, like theoretically, not necessarily. I mean, you can submit your application and you can say to city staff, hey, look, we're not doing structural work. But at the end of the day, the person looking at the plans, they might, might not understand the scope of the project. They might not be standing in your kitchen or bathroom. So they might just say, hey, you know what? We just want an engineer to sign off just so that we can protect ourselves. So it's it's a lot of kind of uh, I think staff members being afraid really mm-hmm. to uh, approve these applications because they're afraid of mistakes. But really, when you look at some of the risks, I, I really think some of the risks are pretty low, and we need to look at the context of the project and also the fact that we have a housing crisis. We need to get these projects through City Hall. And you, and then there's another two thousand dollars here for drawings um now explain this to me i mean i kind of understand why you would need drawings but there's also a site plan you need like for the whole floor yeah so you basically need some details of the specific renovation Uh, so if it's a kitchen or bathroom you need uh, uh, some some drawing work of that you need a whole plan of the entire floor and then you also need a site plan of the entire property um, I, I do understand there might be some sort of uh, provincial legislation that affects the requirement for our site plan, but at the end of the day, these things are not pertinent to the specific individual renovation, and it makes the process so onerous that what people end up doing is they just kind of throw up their hands. They say, you know what, we're just not going to get permits, and we're just going to hire someone who's not qualified, um, or the city's not going to get the revenue, and they're just not going to go through the process. And now you you continue. Uh, I'm just going to go through these because I think you do raise some very good <laughs> points here. Electrical plumbing and HVAC permits, about $1,000. Um, and this is more about time for you. You're told basically it's supposed to take five business days. You say generally it takes longer than that? Yeah. Well, well for, for trade permits, if you're talking about trade permits, yeah. um, historically, pre-COVID, you could get a trade permit same day. So you could walk into a DBL department um, and if you're an electrician or plumber, you could get your permit the same day. Now, post-COVID, uh, for electrical, I don't know why electrical specifically, but for some reason now it's taking about two weeks to get a permit. There's no change in the information being submitted to City Hall. It's just simply it's in, whatever process they have internally, they can't, they can't deal with uh, applicants and, and what they're submitting to City Hall. Um what would you do that's different here? Because um, you also go on to say there's, there are inspections you have to do, right? A plumbing inspection, electrical inspe- inspection, a framing inspection, potentially an insulation inspection uh, if it's in an exterior wall. Uh, and all of this at the end of the day still comes down to a rental for a bathroom. Um, what would you like to see change here? Is it a question of just simplifying things? Is it a question of like how would you change it to make it better? I have so many ideas about how to change the system and how to make it better. And I have a lot of specific technical things, but I think fundamentally uh, the department of building licensing needs to be receptive to change. We really need a fundamental shift in the culture at city hall because the way they're conducting business right now is just simply not working. 
So even things that I've suggested to senior staff members or to council that may seem like simple, reasonable, common sense things that that really, uh, you know, wouldn't hurt anybody or wouldn't cost any money, they don't seem to get implemented. I just, I, I think it's really a cultural block right now at at city of vancouver do you have any hope that things would change under this new administration with abc because they've raised these issues they've said they're saying look you're going to get permits faster this is where we're headed it's going to be more business friendly and sort of result oriented as as mayor ken sim has said uh are you seeing cultural changes are you seeing any sort of change or have you seen any change yeah so um I'm, i'm generally pleased with council and direction of council um, they're very ambitious. They have a lot of drive. And I've spoken to counselors individually, especially AB, ABC counselors, and they have a strong, uh, genuine desire to fix this problem. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, the, the main issue that we're seeing right now is the disconnect between the drive and ambition of council and the existing bureaucracy that's been in place for you know the last decade. It's kind of the same attitudes, the same individuals, the same people. Um, so unless council can impart some of their drive and ambition and, and positive energy towards uh, the DBL department and planning department, I really don't see any any major change. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the numbers you've put up here. I think they total up to what eighty four hundred dollars, and that doesn't, of course, include labor and material and anything else. Right. Actually, building this stuff, so eighty four hundred dollars in just permits, roughly, is what you have, right. uh, sort of raise. I mean, some of them may be lower, some of them may be higher, but about eighty four hundred dollars for a simple bathroom reno. Um, if you were to go, let's say, to Surrey, I'm just picking a city out of the year. Maybe you've done some work over there. What is different in Burnaby and Surrey and some of these other municipalities? Is it a time issue for you? Uh, is it a cost issue? Like, what do they do that's different from Vancouver? Yeah, I haven't worked in other municipalities in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that we're actually starting to see these same issues crop up in other municipalities, and it's very concerning. So typically how we see development and and all that sort of stuff develop is Vancouver actually leads the way, for better or for worse. Sometimes it's for positive things. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not for, uh, you know, for negative things. And we're seeing actually, uh, speaking to a lot of builders in other municipalities, a lot of these municipalities are going the same way as Vancouver and, and are establishing this entrenched bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Avi, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I know it's not always easy to speak out and, and f- focus on things that need to be fixed, but I appreciate your time today and, and you speaking out. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.